Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode, I think it's four and eight in the new studio. Yeah. How are we doing today, my man? Pretty good. First one, uh, first one of 2022. Yes, so, that's right. Let's get it going. That's right. First uh, first episode of the new year. So happy new year to all the listeners uh, or, or viewers on YouTube. We've promised the last few episodes we're going to be on YouTube. Back to back, technical errors from yours truly. So um, A lot of so, SD card malfunctions. That's right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm back on it. I'm confident that this is the one uh, that will be on YouTube. But, uh, but Nate, how'd you bring in the new year? How, uh, how'd, you, uh, how'd you bring it in? Uh, just pretty low key, honestly. I, I don't, I'm not a big new year's guy. Yeah. I just don't like, it's just, everything's such a time constrict, like, you know what I mean? It's like, we got to be here at this time. We got to be there at this time. We got to be at this spot for new year's. You know what I mean? It seems like there's so many moving pieces and it's always just such a mess. I hate the day. Yeah. I've never been a big new year's, uh, individual, uh, either. Um, but, uh, especially this year. Uh, in the uh, in the COVID area, or even in the last few years, uh, I haven't really celebrated, um, you know, and like I used to in past. I, I yeah. think you know when I was in my young twenties, I would I would go out and and uh, and light it up uh, and enjoy myself. But uh, but that certainly wasn't the case this year. Uh, like yourself, I just kind of took it easy, and and uh, I think I was in, in bed before midnight. But I definitely heard the fireworks in the surrounding areas going off and and uh, hopefully we uh, we start to put them put some negative things behind us in the new year. Yeah, it'd be nice. I, uh, hopefully we get all this omicron stuff a little dealt with and that ends up being finished up with and yeah, I don't know, man. It's just a weird uh there's a lot of weird stuff going on lately. That's weird stuff. Nate, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about my uh past few days. Um, you know, just after Christmas, kind of heard a crack in one of my two teeth or tooths, um, and tooths and, uh, and, and I've been dealing with a bad toothache and if, and if the listeners, um, you know, have ever had a toothache, you know, it's, it's a, it's a painful, uh, few days and, and, uh, my dentist obviously was, uh, they've been closed and, and they open up on, uh, on the 3rd of January. So I've been fighting it, been fighting it, uh, in a big way. It was a big battle. I didn't, I was losing sleep and, uh, and I had been taking a, a Tylenol every once in a while, yeah. uh, to help it out. Made the switch to ibuprofen. Right. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't realize that there was that much of a difference. I assume they were all the same Advil, Tylenol, ibuprofen. Yeah. Uh, generic like Walmart brand, thought they were all the same thing. <laughs> they are certainly not the same. Ibuprofen is is the, the goat. It is the diamond <laughs> of them all for sure. Uh, the, uh, the 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 claret jug of 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 uh, painkillers. Uh, but no, it definitely it, it took away all the pain, and and I've been able to operate back on my feet. Um, so I'm happy about that. But um, good. toothaches are no joke, man. They're not, man. I, like when I was telling you the other day about how when I had my wisdom teeth coming in, the yes. dentists were just like, yeah, you're going to roll with it. I'm like, going to roll with it? I know. Like yeah. I'm in excruciating pain for three weeks. I'm just going <laughs> to let it roll? Like what am I, what is this insurance I have for? Well, it's like those lunatics that go in and they're like getting a cavity done and they're like, yeah, I don't need freezing. Oh. Or, you, or like someone who like doesn't want to get the anesthesia or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, just let me stay awake. It's like, you got... Other issues. Buddy. <laughs> That's mean, nuts. Yeah, it, we are going directly from the dentist to the therapist. And then you hear that story of those people that like do go to sleep, but then they're awake for the entire surgery. Yeah. <sighs> Imagine that. Just getting. I just try to picture getting my like appendix taken out. 
yeah. being awake. Oh my! Slicing with a knife down your body. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't, I don't know what it takes. Some serious mental toughness to be able to fight through that. Like I, you know, when like they like tell you to like flag your arm if anything's going wrong. Like you're flagging your arm and you're looking for a shot of but, something. But I don't think you can move in that situation. <laughs> oh, right? It's well, true. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like you're sitting there wearing it. Yeah. So. Well, obviously, last episode was our uh, was our year in review, 2021 year in review. This episode, uh, we'll be kind of catching up on all the news that we've missed. And Nate, one of the biggest headlines uh, before we get into the big four leagues uh, was the IIHF. Uh, U18 men's championship. Obviously, the women's were canceled uh, the week prior, but the men's ended up getting canceled after a few positive cases. Uh, two on the United States, two on Czechia, I do believe, and and uh, and obviously the uh, the tournament was canceled, and uh, a lot of uproar, uh, you know, around the sports world. Uh, Twitter is always a fun place to be uh, when 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 news like that drops. But uh, but Nate, yeah, the IIHF. World Juniors canceled for 2021. Yeah, it's too bad, man. Um, I thought it was funny too. The Finland coach came out and he was just like, "He's like, yeah, that's nothing to do with COVID." He's like, "This tournament was just run like shit." Yeah, it was like, "This is the like the worst thing I've ever been to for like an IIHF event," which is saying something. Definitely. Um, I mean, they probably should have just bubbled it. It's kind of weird they didn't. Where you're bringing in all these countries from all over the place. It's an 11 day tournament. Like, if you get one case, that's pretty much it. No, exactly. So, so I guess you know. Need to speak on your point with the Finland coach coming out and saying like the logistics of things were just yeah. terrible. I mean, the teams that were staying in Red Deer were in the same hotel as a wedding party, yeah. and there was a COVID outbreak in the wedding party. Um, I think uh, first things first is you got to buy out the hotels. Yeah, um, I mean, how much the, like, the IHF is rolling with cash? Yes, we just get the hotel for sure, and I think. So, you know, you bring it back to the bubble point. I think, you know, because last year Edmonton had the bubble and successfully obviously ran the tournament. I think yeah. this was a get-right year in terms of yeah. being able to have the fans, being able and obviously, I mean, it took a, a turn for the worst. It wasn't able to happen. But uh, they were trying to make do and, and make right in, in Edmonton, Alberta, and, and Red Deer and give them, you know, a true World Junior Tournament. And, and uh, I mean, who knows when it's going to get back there. And A lot of rumblings about uh, about a summer tournament. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I mean, it's not even the same. No, it's like I get you want to finish it up, but then it just brings me back to the NHL bubble, and it was just like, it was cool at first. You're like, oh, cool hockey, and then after a bit, you're like, okay, I'm done with this. It's just, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be brutal, and who knows what they'll do? They'll probably bubble up, no fans, bunch of crap. Just cancel it, figure it out, do it next year. It's over. Yeah, the time of year is is, is almost uh, perfect for the World Juniors in terms of the Boxing Day. Your families are together. It's almost a yeah. it's like a family tradition type exactly. of deal, following the young prospects and and uh, and yeah, like you said. I mean, I, I don't think that it would be the same come uh, January. No. Or sorry, come July or June, um, you know, we get the NHL playoffs. You got MLB in full swing. Uh, you got golf majors going on. Yeah. I mean, and, and and plus two uh, for Canadians. I mean, obviously, you know, our lifestyles change dramatically. Come come, you know, May, June, July. I mean, yeah. There's a lot more, you know, going out, outdoor activities. Um, you know, there's a lot. I feel as if people's lives are a little bit more busy come that time. Yeah. Uh, with traveling and everything like that. Um, so, yeah. But uh, but some other news, I guess, Nate, just before we move into the the, uh, the big four, was uh, the Russian team and uh, Czechia's team uh, both kicked off the flights. And I think maybe... Czechia we'll, did too? Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. let's go. So, I think that we're making a little bit... 
it's gaining, it's getting more more uh, headlines than maybe it deserves. I mean, these are young kids, 16, 18 years old, just clowning around. Obviously, their tournament was just canceled. They're acting yeah. like idiots. Uh, they certainly wouldn't be the first 16, 18 year old kids acting like idiots. But yeah, they're trying to smoke cigarettes on the plane. They're not, they're not masking. Uh, you know, we, it's two different cultures kind of mending and trying to, um, you know, battle this virus and battle um, the, um, you know, the the behavior of of, uh, of 16 to 18 year olds. So yeah, they were all kicked off their flights made a big scene the coaches i guess too were yeah like, smoking that was the cigarettes part. and not wearing masks and singing and, and, and oh, playing man. like house music yeah. just out loud they're like screw off yeah i mean whatever like i mean it, it is what it is obviously it would have been tremendously annoying uh if you were on that flight and yeah. you know you had to leave the flight and it was calgary to frankfurt uh germany and a lot of the world junior teams uh, kicked off those flights and and uh and I don't know. They'll uh, probably have to go through a few uh, educational sessions on how you uh, on proper conduct. It'll be something. That, the the, uh, the mask thing kind of makes me laugh too when they're on the on the flight because it's like you want to talk about stale air for like ten hours. Yeah, I don't think wearing a mask would make a damn difference on a plane. Well, actually, um, they say that you don't have to wear a mask on a plane because of the uh, the, uh, right. the air filtration okay, systems why, they have in airplanes. And why do they even talk the about that? I'm, well, I'm not sure. It's just protocol, and I mean, we're not we're not getting into all that nonsense. Uh, um, yeah. But now we'll move into the NFL. Yeah, Double AHF is in the rear view. They're going to try to. They're going to try to, uh, you know, reschedule that, but I'm not sure when that's going to come. But uh, John Madden, Nate, passes away. Rest in peace to John Madden. Yep. Obviously an NFL legend, um, coached for 10 years in the league uh, for the uh, for the Oakland Raiders at the time. And uh, and was he, uh, was a broadcaster and, and obviously was, you know, a big-time legend. I mean, I don't think we understand the impact that he had on the yeah. game. Um, but, I mean, his name was on the video game, continues to be on the video game. So, yeah. obviously. How uh, did he swing that, I wonder? Yeah, I mean, you know, what would you have to do? I mean, he didn't play in the league. He was like a practice squad guy yeah. for a year, I think. But, you know, what would your type of impact would you have to have? I mean, obviously, we know Tiger Woods' impact on golf. Yeah. But what type of impact would you have to have on the game of football to have your name on the video game? Yeah. Well, I, I read something, too, that he um, – he was the one that wanted to push the video game to be like actually how football is. Cause I think before they had like an arcade version kind of okay, thing. Yeah, yeah. So then he pushed it to be like the legit how football games played. And yep. I guess he even like gave them plays from his like playbook and stuff Okay, cool. for the game. So maybe there must've been some like long-term contract where it's like, my name's on this forever kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or else they would have gassed it. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, <clears throat> but no, I mean, man, if you look at his records, I mean, his worst record through his 10 years coaching was they played 12 game regular seasons. It was like eight and four. Yeah. That uh, was his worst. That's his like, worst. A lot, like a, a lot of, uh, a lot of great seasons ended up winning a Super Bowl uh, in 77. I do believe the year that Tom Brady was born. Uh, kind of a cool connection there. That is um, a cool connection. Trivia yesterday. That's right. Um, but I think, uh, you know, there was some controversy that came out uh, during the week. Obviously, a ton of people reaching out and, and, you know, giving their condolences. And, I mean, just an absolute legend of the game. Um, but there was a lot of uh, controversy on, on his takes on concussions. And uh, if you've seen the movie Concussion, I'm sure that John Madden was was a part of the NFL uh, kind of managerial section of people trying to shut down the, uh, the concussion, um, you know, uh, hoax or, or whatever that he was calling it or the NFL was calling it. Obviously, clearly yeah. we know now that uh, they're real. They're, yeah, <laughs> CTE and concussions are certainly real and, and take a toll on, on the sport uh, of NFL and NFL retirees. But uh, but no, that that was kind of the negative side of the news if there was any. I mean, there was definitely some people out there uh, calling John Madden out for his stance on concussions and everything like that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, let the guy rest. Like, 
What, yeah. are, what are you calling for his head now? No, exactly. I mean, you don't hear a thing yeah. about it until he dies, and then you're just going to rip him in? Like, what? Who Who are these people? Oh, I know. It's. I mean, how, there's just there'll always be the, uh, the the micro communities on social media that have uh, that make a voice and uh, and bring these stories to light. But uh, but Nate. The, I think it was 15 Hall of Famers. Um, the, the Hall of Fame finalists were, were introduced. And uh, just some highlighted names that uh, some of the listeners will be familiar with are Jared Allen, D-end, um, war number 69 for, um, <laughs> for uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings for, for a long time. Rondé Barber was an incredible DB. Obviously, Tiki's brother, Devin Hester, uh, famously ran back the kick in, I think it was 2008, um, at the start of the Super Bowl for the Bears. Uh, it was an incredible kick return to Torrey Holt. Obviously, an unbelievable receiver uh, for the Rams for a long time. Andre Johnson, beast receiver for the Houston uh, Texans. And uh, Richard Seymour, DeMarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis. A lot of names that uh, football fans will be familiar with. Um, I'm not sure what the voting process is like. I was just going to ask you how many people get in. So of the finalists. So four? there'll be, yeah. I mean, I think it seems to be four. Yeah, four, four to four to six. But so there'll be a few guys. I think there's only three first time first balloters on this on this uh, on this list. I think Demarcus Ware and Patrick Willis are two of them. Maybe Andre Johnson. Um, I'm not really familiar with who's the first ballot this year. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, and I think it's it seems to be. To me, Nate, that it's always uh, kind of writers uh, and publication votes that uh, people who work in, uh, for for different publications yep. get to vote on uh, on that, which is very odd to me. Um, I agree. A lot of the beat writers. Yes, I that's know. Right. Um, oh, what was it? I think it was Rookie of the Year a few years ago, and the, one of the Penguins beat writers. His uh, it, there was one vote for John Marino, and yeah, he yeah. had him first place yeah. for the Rookie of the Year, and it's like, dude, like. Yeah. That's Hold a one-way ticket to, like, not doing it ever again. Well, exactly, right? It's yeah. like, I get you think you had a good year, sure, but, like, you're going to give him first place over, like, say it was, like, Kill McCarr or something. It's like yeah. you're just literally pushing an envelope here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, but, no, I mean, it's exciting because, you know, it obviously brings back some of the some of the megastars that we've watched uh, through the years of our younger years of watching the NFL. So uh, it would be interesting to see who makes it in. Uh, that's always a fun ceremony, and it, yep. it, honestly, too, it is such a uh, a massive accomplishment in the NFL. I think they do the Hall of Fame the best, in my opinion. You get their face sculpted, um, you get the jacket that you can wear to different ceremonies. It's it's really well done in the NFL. It's a very you know it's a very huge accomplishment, and, and uh, you know we tip our hats uh, to those individuals announced. Uh, Nate, kind of moving into today's NFL, uh, we dove through the past here. We got Big Ben. Big Ben announcing to the media that this could be his last game at Heinz Field this week. Um, it seems like uh, everything, all all finger, fingers are pointed at uh, retirement for this guy. So it could be an emotional one this week for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been in the, it seems like he's been in the league as long as I've been alive. Definitely. It yeah. just seems like, I don't know, you always just think of Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, jeez. Yep. Um, what's another guy, Russell Wilson? He said he hopes it's not his last game in Seattle. Yes. Right? So... We got a couple of quarterbacks, a couple of yeah. big name quarterbacks who are going to be playing in front of their home crowds. That yeah, like you said, could be their last time playing there. I mean, we think of Big Ben. A lot of his success came in the early two thousands. Yeah, um, you know, and then you know hasn't really been back to the Super Bowl. He had some great teams then, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you experience the Super Bowl, what was it, two thousand five and uh, two thousand eight? So, uh, so it must have been two thousand seven when Devin Hester ran back this, the uh, the um, the kick for the Colts. But yeah, so I mean, he hasn't won a Super Bowl in in you know. 15 years, yeah. or, you know, that's bad math, but... Um, Pretty close, though, 14, 13, 14, 14 yeah. yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, I mean that's yeah, crazy. Like said, yeah, so and he's been just grinding away, and he's he's kind of a guy. He's a big he's a big guy. Not, yeah, not he hasn't really been in the best of shape. He's an absolute um, lunch lady out there. I know. So uh, he's hard to take down. We'll give him that. But, yeah, I mean, he, uh, <laughs> he's had a tremendous career. He's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question asked. Yeah. Uh, his statistics may not jump off the page, but certainly the two Super Bowl rings and just, you know, his ability to get the Pittsburgh Steelers to the playoffs year after year, um, you know, is, is it, it's going to be sad. I mean, I think we're, we're kind of going to be going into, to you know, a, a – a, a decade or decade or two of the NFL where, you know, we get a lot of the greats leave the game. I mean, yeah. you think Brady's going to be gone. Rogers is going to be gone. Um, you know, you've got guys like, I mean, who knows how much longer Russell Wilson's got. Yeah. Um, you it's know, crazy Matt when you Ryan. see those guys, too, that, like, you grew up watching. They were just a lock, and now it's, like, moving into that next generation. Yeah. It's yeah. always tough. Hockey as well. I mean, yeah. we're, on the, uh, we're mean, on the back nine of, of Alex Ovechkin <laughs> and Sidney Crosby. Yeah, and which Kenny is Malkin. so crazy. For sure. I mean, we were calling him Sid the Kid, and, and you know, you just – yeah. yeah. Anyway, life goes on. Life, life yeah. moves fast. It's just how it goes. No, exactly. It's tough though. Um, but yeah, like you said, Nate, you brought up Russell Wilson. I did want to talk about Russell Wilson for a minute. Um, obviously, coming out to the media and saying, too, that his this could be his last game as a Seattle Seahawk. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, where he might uh, might move on to if this is his last game in Seattle. Um, you know, you got to figure he doesn't really want to go. I mean, I think this is like you know, why wouldn't you just try to bolster the roster and, and make yeah. it better? I mean. Uh, yeah, changing like, offensive coordinators, playbooks, everything like that. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah, and like what? Where I'm just trying to think of what team he would go to that he would just jump in and they would have like a you know that, that is missing a quarterback. Like, there's a few teams. Uh, you think yeah. maybe the Saints? Yeah. Um, what about the, Pittsburgh? If the Broncos, Roethlisberger goes. Yeah, I mean that could be that'd, yeah. be. that'd be a wild little switch up. That would be a wild switch up. They've definitely got the offensive weapons for for a guy like Russell Wilson. Yeah, it'd be interesting. That's going to be exciting to follow. Uh, yeah. Is the Russell Wilson saga in the offseason that he may have, and Aaron Rodgers retiring has kind of been floating around. I can't see um, him retiring yet, though. I I know he, he's his his level of play is too high, but who knows? I could just see him bailing from Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. that's what I could see more. Often he's a wild card retiring. Yeah. Um, but we'll no. see what happens. It'll be an interesting offseason nonetheless. So Definitely. But uh, but before we get to the offseason, we've got week 17, week, week 18, and then the playoffs. So we're super excited about that, Nate. Yep. Uh, the playoff picture is still very uh, you know not set in stone. Uh, no. We've got a lot of divisions that uh, that have yet to be decided. Uh, the ASC North comes to mind um, with um, with Pittsburgh, the Browns, and, and the Bengals all kind of battling it out. Um, so we'll see uh, we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be an exciting week in football. Uh, the AFC South as well with the Colts and Titans. I mean, you got the AFC. All, every AFC division seems to be, except for the West, seems to be up for grabs. So super excited about yeah, that. I was going to say when I was taking a look yesterday, I was like, man, these divisions are so tight. It's crazy. It's going to be wild. Yeah. I, I assume the Chiefs were already in on the bye, but like they're still pretty close. Like they're realistically are probably in on the bye, but yeah, it's still like we'll see what the, this week's going to be big. Oh, huge. huge. What if those Chiefs won nine in a row now? So Is it that like, high? I think so, yeah. Holy maybe smokes. eight. Maybe eight in a row. Anyway, yeah, they've been on Getting an absolute at the right tear. time. For sure, man. <clears throat> and we, I mean, we, if you've listened, if you're a regular listener here, we this was not any surprise. Uh, no, this was called long ago. Yes. Long ago. Nate, um, moving into the NBA, um, you know, oftentimes we're quick to, to maybe chirp LeBron or, or, you know, do certain things. But first and foremost, we'll wish uh, LeBron James and Tiger Woods, who share the same birthday, a happy belated birthday. Um, but LeBron James, is just, he's just had such a tremendous season, um, you know, regardless of the Lakers' success. And he's 37 years old now. And, man, what he's doing, is is it fair to say it's flying under the radar a little bit? Well, yeah. I mean, 
what what was the post I saw the other day? There, everyone was kind of calling him a bum that he's washed up, but he's got better numbers than Curry, and everyone's claiming Curry to be MVP. Yeah. So I'd say it's definitely flying under the radar. Also, did you see his happy birthday posts? I didn't. Holy hell. Was there a fleet of them? Dude, he posted like four times, and it was just like, this is 37, and he's just like flexing on the court, and then he's like doing something behind a Christmas <laughs> tree. It's like, what? What? Yeah, he's uh, he's a handful on social media, that's for sure. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, one of the mega stars of, of sports, and and uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, he had forty three points the other night. If you look at his like like his last like ten games, I mean, he's been just like thirty five, thirty eight, yeah, forty three. Um, you know, with the you know with ten boards and, and you know, anyway, he's just had an incredible, incredible Buzzing. run here. Buzzing like no other, and and yeah, I think it was safe to say that his season is kind of going a little under the radar due to the fact that you know they haven't been as successful as as some other teams in the West and uh, and maybe some of the you know major accolades. But I was still reading, hovering five hundred. Yeah, I was reading the other day Nate, that he is the youngest to get to a thousand points, two thousand points, three thousand points, four thousand points, five thousand points, all the way up to like thirty two thousand, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> So, I mean, that's an incredible accolade for LeBron James I, as well. I saw that tweet, too, and it was funny because it was like 1K, 2K. It's like yeah. guy really could have just said 1K to 31K. Yeah, <laughs> really exactly. saved himself some characters, but anyway, he went for it. Yeah, put the range up. but yeah. uh, I guess it makes it look better like that. Yeah, I think it's 36,000 because he's got 36,000 36, yeah. points, and then he's the first guy to have 9,000 rebounds and 9,000 assists paired with that 36,000 um, points. So, yeah, I mean, what an incredible career. I mean, people argue that he's the best – He's the greatest of all time. Yeah, uh, I'm certainly all ears when I listen to a Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, LeBron James uh, um, debate. You know, I, I can't really pick a side. I mean, obviously, I've watched a little bit more LeBron James and understand his greatness. Um, the thing for me that, that I mean, I always revert back to the 2016 NBA Finals. How fantastic he was! Yeah, and how, how great that comeback was. It's um, tough. It's so hard to compare the generations too. Exactly. Like if only they were just playing at the same time and you could really get an idea. You know. Yeah. But whatever. No, absolutely. So it's it's going to be a lifelong debate for generations. You know, you'll have the guy even like you think to like Bobby Orr in hockey, how yeah, good he was, but like you have no idea. No, exactly. Like how how do you know? Like you see a couple clips of the guy buzzing flying through the air. All like, we have is gonna... no, exactly. All we have is is just the the counts of, of yeah. hockey fans from back then. But I mean, from all accounts, it sounds like he was an absolute monster. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. But I assume the same could go for Jordan. Like I don't recall watching him play. Yeah. Like, well, uh, just just I guess the biggest thing for me would have been um, would have been the last dance. That was kind yeah, of well, yeah. how we learned about yeah. uh, how. And I and I guess that was kind of a narrative too behind that. And it was was Michael Jordan wanted that documentary made, right? So he could fight back against the LeBron James greatest of all time narratives that okay. were forming. Um, a little, sh- I, I don't little know how much strange, truth is behind but. that, but yeah. Uh, funny about Isaiah Thomas, Nate. Isaiah Thomas obviously signed a ten-day contract with the Lakers. We talked yeah. about it a few episodes back. How he had nineteen points, led the team uh, in points that game, um, but doesn't get past, doesn't sign past his ten-day contract. Signs another ten-day contract with the with the Mavericks. Um, so he's moving around. He, he's played in Sacramento. Got uh, got a you know a standing ovation. It's kind of odd how how these ten day contracts have come about with the COVID uh, situations yeah. in the NBA. It's it's been in, it's been almost comedic at times. It's it's just such a short amount of time. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Ten days. Ten days. It's like all right, I'm off to Dallas. Yeah. It's like is this? It just seems so video game esque. It's Does. like all right, I'm peeling, going here, doing this, doing that, going to Dallas. Where's next, folks? It's, you're not Where's unpacking next? your suitcase. No, there's you're, no need to. You're living in a hotel, and you go strap it up, 
hit a few shots and then and then maybe try to go you know mix yourself into another organization that's struggling with COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did want to touch. I think we've talked about this countless times in the podcast. Um, but I'm watching an NBA game the other night. It's the 76ers versus Brooklyn Nets. Incredible game. The Sixers ended up getting the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in Brooklyn, and um, Brooklyn had changed the court logo right. to the jerseys they were going to wear that night. Okay. 76ers, their color scheme is white, red, and blue. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets go with white, red, and blue. Oh, they for did the game. like the New Jersey Nets throwback ones? Yes, yeah. for that game. And I was like, okay. One, I understand that, you know, you want to bring back some throwbacks. You want to mix in some jerseys. I mean, the NBA does it more than than any other league. But wouldn't there be a better game to do it against than the team team that that has has those colors? Yeah, yeah. It it seems more often than not, too. Like, sometimes, I mean, we talked about it many times where you just go on to a game and then you're looking you're like, who is even that? I don't know what like, teams are. Yeah. I know. It's wild. Even like I think of like the Raptors jerseys. I mean, they have the they have the black ones with the red. They have yep. the red ones with the black. Yep. Uh what else? They have the gold ones. Yep. Like gold? I know. Like what? Yeah, they've got their throwback ones too with the uh yeah, I mean, I, I there's there's I think there's like five, six, seven maybe jersey options yeah. for each team. And that's like for for casual fans like us, maybe not ca- maybe a little bit more than casual fans, but for oftentimes they're not. Like you said, Nate, you flick to the channel, uh, you see that it's the Timberwolves versus uh, the Lakers, and I mean you may not know for the, the Lakers first five are wearing minutes. pink. Yeah, you like, may not know which team's playing right off the get go. It's wild. Um, but uh, but no, I I always I want I want answers on that. I want to know why. And uh, there's certainly a, I, I've got a jersey targeted that I will be purchasing in the next few weeks. Uh, one of my favorite jerseys in the NBA. I won't uh, te- I won't I won't tease that. But maybe I'll wear it during a podcast record. Maybe we'll both wear it. I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one it is? So I'm I'm pretty in for that. Um, all right, Nate, moving into the NHL, uh, outside of the NBA, the NHL has been probably the league hit most by by COVID. Um, it's been a little upsetting, and, and uh, last night, I know the two of us were tuned into uh, to the Senators and Leafs game. No fans. Yeah. Brought back some terrible memories. Yeah. Um, some some dark, dark times of the COVID era of our lives. And and uh, and really, I mean, you know, the, the NHL, I, I love the stance they took. They said, we're going to be postponing games in Canada as much as we can because, you know, one, we need the revenue from the fans being there. And, and two, you know, it, it kind of puts a little bit more pressure on the government because it does seem a little ridiculous. I'm in no position to comment on this. And everyone is entitled to their own opinion when it comes to COVID. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching a football bowl game or the outdoor game and there's 70,000 100,000 fans watching and then I flick to in Canada and Toronto and there's there's what is it 500 people in the building just family yeah. friends and family of yeah. the players it just seems to me that there's something off there's something off big time it's I, I just can't believe we're back to the fact that they played with no fans last night in the building yeah you know we're vaccine after vaccine the states doesn't they don't care at all it seems like no and here it's just like one thing goes wrong like what is what's going on with quebec they're shutting down hard here they're on a lockdown yeah a yeah. lockdown unbelievable um that we're back so here like montreal's not going to have fans for the foreseeable future i foresee january being kind of a it's going to be a bit of a teeter totter in the sense where 
the public and, and government are going to be going back and forth and yeah. saying, and then I think February we open things up and say, listen, Screw we've all this. been vaccinated or we've all had the opportunity to be double vaccinated. We, I mean, we've had all of the opportunity to do the things and put the p- things in places to not shut down society and not revert back to our old ways. Uh, I think that we've got to move forward, man. You need to, you, we need to have, um, you know, life back to normal sooner than later, just for well, everyone's mental health, for, for the, yeah. for the, yeah, for the, for the benefit of society. Well, I mean, we're two years into it, and I mean, for the most part, I feel like everyone's been pretty, like, like they've listened pretty well. Oh, yeah. I mean, how how bad has it been? Like, maybe a few people have not really cared, yeah. whatever, but, like, was yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like, how long do we do this for? Yeah. It's not ending. And so it's it, like, let's just get over it. For sure. And you've got to think, too, of the long-term effects it has on on certain individuals and Bob McKenzie said it best uh, Bob McKenzie talked about it I mean there's two obviously there's two sides to this there's the there's the people who say listen we've done all these things uh, I'm probably in the pool that we fit in and, and uh, you know we just got to move on and then there's the fact that people are said listen this is going to affect a lot of the population that's going to need hospital care and our hospitals aren't bolstered they're not they're not prepared to, to handle the volume of people that are going to be coming in uh, so we need to you know we need to settle it and, and um, you know put a cap on it and, and protect ourselves in every which way and, and you know there's the middle crowd probably which understands both sides which i think you know we can maybe fit in but but yeah i mean it's uh it's going to be interesting to see uh you know how we move forward but i think i think i really do deep down that the i just hope that the worst is is behind us that this this omicron variant does what it needs to do uh to to move into 2022 in a more positive manner and and we don't have to think and and you know deal with covid as as we you know we've had to in 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 2020 and 2021 well i took a look at the spanish flu just to see how long it took and how how it kind of went and it was like two years two months it ended up lasting okay and it kind of went the same way as covid like the first wave was like not that serious the second wave was like pretty deadly and then the, the so it'd be like basically the same matching as the omicron yeah and it got pretty like weak you know what i mean yeah and then i mean it's you can't really compare the two 100 years apart and i yeah. have no clue how any of this stuff works but i'm just saying it's about the same way so okay. maybe it's almost done yeah, we're going to hope so, Nate. We really are. Um, so, obviously, we've talked about it a couple episodes back. The NHL will not be going to the Olympics this season. Yeah. Um, Brad Marchand's comments, I loved it. I liked it, too. I, I loved it. So, he came out and, and he said, listen, you know, we, in the collective bargaining agreement, we, we said that we wanted to go to the Olympics. Um, obviously, they took that. Uh, there was some writing in the in the legal documents that said that if there was something going on, that the NHL could step in and, and revoke those rights right. to go to the Olympics, which they've done. Of course. Um, and uh, and Brian Marchand came out and said, listen, you know, don't pay us. Do do what you need to do. You're going to be getting your money back uh, in escrow for, for all of the, um, you know, hockey-related revenues that you don't. So you're going to be making all the money anyways. Yeah. Um, very, just very disappointed. And, and honestly... Uh, it's it's fun to see the passion from some of these mega stars yeah. come out and say we really wanted to go. It really puts into perspective for fans, you know, how important the Olympics is yeah. to these NHL players and how important it is to their legacy. I mean, these guys are devastated; they can't go. Yeah, it sucks. And obviously, if the circumstances were better, they'd be there. But it is tough. Like, I'm not sure if I would, if I was in that position, I would obviously want to go. Like, say I'm him, but it's like I just can't imagine getting stuck in China for three weeks in a hotel. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would be the worst part, but. Uh, Steven Stamkos came out and said it's interesting. He said like that's kind of a that's a misconception that's floating around. He said that's worst case scenario. Like people are kind of floating around that three to five week quarantine. That's like very worst case scenario. He said that people didn't understand, and I don't even think that you know the uh, the exact. 
measures have been released. But, I mean, the, the American women's team was announced last night. The women uh, will be playing in the Olympics. Yep. Um, and Nate and I actually conversed. What are your thoughts and what is your opinion on sending the Canadian World Junior team that we just iced to play in the Olympics for Canada? Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, they could definitely compete. I think, like we said on the way, I think Russia would beat them down most yeah. likely. I mean, they'd have a pretty good KHL squad, I'd, I'd imagine. Yes. But, I mean, why not? It, I mean, it kind of feels that uh, we get that Olympic void and we get the World Junior void all at once. So I w- I'd be down for it. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. Like, they got some good players there. Oh, yeah. You've got guys who've got NHL experience and, and Perfetti and Neighbors and, and McTavish. And well, McTavish looked like he was about to run through a wall, dude. That kid was going off. Yeah, he was. He looked like a man out there. He looked unbelievable. Yeah, he did. Um, there were some other – I mean, obviously, Bedard was electric. I think Shane Wright's a little disappointed. If there's, if there's one guy who's who's really disappointed uh, about the World Juniors being canceled, I think it's Shane Wright. I think he was just finding his stride come, you know, the end of that second game, and, and uh, this is actually his draft year. Yeah. So uh, so for a guy like Shane Wright, I mean, I definitely think that he was going to put on a clinic at, at one point during the tournament. And, and, uh, and, yeah, I mean, I think that would be incredibly electric to send the World Junior team over to be the Olympic team. I don't think it's going to be the case, um, but uh, we'll continue to, to watch that. That, uh, Save this clip too. Hot take, but I'm saying Shane Wright is Nolan Patrick 2.0. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying bust? Big time bust. Yeah. Okay. So Shane Wright to be a bust. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess you know we'll we'll let people comment on that. And, yeah. And uh, and and yeah, I mean that's what we're all about here at the Daily Mission. I'm just calling it. I like that. Calling it early. I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna confirm or deny that statement, but I'm looking forward to monitor it. We'll be monitoring it. Max Pacioretty, Nate, out with wrist surgery. Yep, tough, tough, very tough. The Vegas Golden Knights dealing with the injuries left, right, and center. Yeah, well, tell me about it, man. I've had Mark Stone on my fantasy team. I don't think I think the guys played like eight games. Yeah, he's and, been uh, out forever. Obviously, they they don't have uh, Jack Eichel yet. He's out. Yep. Um, but they continue to be first place in the Pacific. They continue. I mean, yep. they're a team that uh, that is just they have awesome depth in their decors is is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alex Petrangelo, he he's. <laughs> He's incredible. I don't think. I mean, I, you know, we obviously talk about Victor Hedman a lot, but Alex Petrangelo, I think he's kind of in that top tier of top three, four defense in the league. You know, can play offensive, can shut down guys, uh, and shape Theodore as well. I mean, they and I think Robin Leonard, his play has gone a little under the radar. He's had a yeah. great year as well. Um, Edmonton battling in that division too, man. They're on yeah. a stretch. Yeah, they are, man. They they haven't time. played as well. They back to back overtime losses. Uh, Everyone's calling for the goalies' heads. Yeah, I said we need a goalie, which is just. I mean, you could be a casual fan in grade six, no, and look at the roster yeah. and say you probably need a goalie if you want yeah. to win a Stanley Cup here. I think they're pretty solid all the way through, except for that. I mean, like I couldn't believe. I feel like we talked about this a bunch, but just the whole Mike Smith thing. Still, like he he obviously had a great year last year, but how long are you rolling that? Yeah, no, so, I, I agree there. I assume it's something they'll address in the off season. Yes, you or at the deadline. Him. Yeah, at the you deadline, know? too. There's got to be a goalie out there. That's... Well, if they're thinking Flurry, how much cap retention, uh, retention are you looking for, for a guy like Flurry? Or, I mean, there's got to be some available goals. I mean, even think about Boston. Yeah, you no, know, for sure. Suka Rask coming back. That is something I've never seen work out, though. What's up? If that is your issue at the deadline and you got to go get a goalie. Yeah. And then man, they go on to win a cup. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen for you. Like, I think back to, like, Washington went and got Cristobal Huey. Yeah. yeah. Like, holy shoot. And then they picked up Halak one time at the deadline too. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, you don't see that. That's that's not the missing piece you need at the deadline. That's Dallas has goalies to, to to spare. Dallas does. Oh my God, Dallas has a farm. Yeah, well, I, I th- a goalie farm. They do. They so, have three. Yeah, and I mean, Hudobin's got to be moving. 
yeah. I think of Hudobin's the guy. I don't yeah, know. probably definitely. Um, I did want to move outside of Vegas uh, yep. and outside of Edmonton to to your guy, to Alexander Ovechkin. He is now the all time NHL leader in power play goals. I don't think it was that much of a surprise. I mean, his staple uh, left top of the circle, yeah. left circle. I mean, that's just been his staple um, for his entirety of his career. I mean, be, what, like how many goals out of the, you know. He's got 275 power play goals. Okay. How many, how many from that circle? Yeah. Oh, I mean, on the power play. 200? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean. He's old. That's where he plays, though, you know, so he's going to oh, exactly. be around that yeah. area. Maybe a few. He's. I, I can picture a few that were, like, up close. I'd probably say, yeah, 200. Yeah. Probably 75 in a different spot. Oh. Sometimes he switches and goes to Carlson's spot and rips him from the top, too. So does, does he have the best shot in the history of the NHL? That's a good question. That's hard to say. Um, I know Brett Hall had, a had shot. an absolute rip. And... Alexander Semin as well. A lot of people when when they played together, yeah. Ovechkin and Semin, they said, "Man, like Ovechkin's shots ridiculous." They were like, "But everyone just sleeps." Like a lot of goalies said, they're like, "Semin's shot is better than Ovechkin's." Okay, it was ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah. But just I mean, those righties, like it just seems like righties are more sharpshooters than lefties. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, if you're like one of the best players ever, you got to be a lefty. You know what I mean? Like to be that like Gretzky kind of yeah, thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like think about it, like Gretzky, McDavid, McDavid, Crosby. Crosby. I mean, yeah. Lemieux obviously. Yeah. Is Right-handed. Yeah, right-handed, but, yeah. But, yeah, the shooters are always righties, it seems like. Big time. How big many time. lefty shooters do you see that are just... Well, you, I mean, that Olofsson kid's a lefty, isn't he? Yeah. He can shoot the puck, and Matthews yeah. can shoot the puck. Yeah, Matthews, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But, uh, but no, oftentimes, uh, like, the heavy, heavy shooters are, uh, are right-handed. I mean, got to be something with the, with the hand down at the middle. Yeah. I feel like, you know, which yeah. I I remember we were talking the about dump, that one yeah. day. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Like I cannot have my bad hand at the top of the stick. I don't know how anyone shoots right like that. Yeah. But anyway. Um, weird. Nate, PJ Tour is finally back. We, it felt like we had a little bit of a break. And obviously the fall swing in the PJ Tour is not overly exciting. No. Um, but yeah. uh, this week we've got the Tournament of Champions. Uh, the Century Tournament of Champions is played at a uh, very exciting course uh, in Hawaii. We're not going to do – we'll give out some best bets potentially, uh, but we're really going to dive things in into the full field Sony Open the week following. Uh, I guess this is a good time for our announcement. We are going to be doing a one-and-done PGA Tour pool. So yeah. how this is going to work is uh, you'll DM us on Instagram. We will get you in the pool. We'll send you the links and stuff. Uh, we haven't figured out the entry fee yet, um, but you're going to pick one golfer every week. And uh, once you use that golfer, you can't use them again, and you will receive it's like survivor pool style. Survivor right? pool yeah. style. So you will receive his earnings from the week. So obviously, it gets cut. Your your earnings will be zero. Uh, if he wins the tournament, you'll get the one point four million dollars. And whoever accumulates the most amount of earnings come tour championship in the fall will win. Yeah. So. You'll be going against the DI. You'll be going against the DI. You'll be going against a lot of close friends in the DI. So it's going to be really exciting. So if you're a PGA Tour fan, uh, I think make sure you reach out to us and we'll get you in the pool. And, and, uh, you know, obviously it's just once a week uh, you make your pick and and you can follow along with the PGA Tour. And it's just what uh, what a landscape the PGA Tour is for, for sports betting. 
you know, every week and you get the outright wins and each ways and the, you know, the group pick. So, I mean, I love the PGA Tour. And, and even if you're not a big PGA Tour fan yet, but you want to start to uh, to get into it and monitor it. Good way to get into way. it. Good yeah. way to get into it. I'm super excited for this. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. I wish I could go Sung JM every week, but we know that's not the case. No. I, I'm going to guess, Nate, is Sung JM your guy next week at the Tournament of Champions? Most likely, yes. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen the beauty play in so long. Man, I was well, I was watching YouTube videos on the other day just watching his, his uh, tempo. Oh, God. It's some of the best, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is some of the best. Uh, him and Matsuyama, they just have this great, great takeaway. This tempo is uh, dropping in the slot like no others. Yeah. Um, all right, Nate, we've got a fun little segment today for, for the listeners and uh, for the watchers. Um, we're doing, can you name the number? So we're going to yeah. give each other five athletes uh, through the sporting worlds, and we are going to see if they can guess the number that they wear in their sport. And yeah. So obviously the listeners can uh, can listen. Maybe we'll give it a, a little second between uh, let the, think about it. Let yeah. them think about it. All right, do you want me to start things off? Nate? Sure thing. All right, man. All right, we are going with my guy, David Pasternak. David Pasternak, eighty-eight. Done deal. Nice. Yeah. We'll we'll progressively get harder. Okay. Okay. Uh, mine are, might be kind of tough all all through. Uh, okay, we got Dave Anderchuk. Dave Anderchuk. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, was he twenty two? Oh man, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Twenty five. Okay. Good okay. guess though, honestly, for okay. a retired guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good guess. Um. Okay, Nate. Matt Zuccarello. Matt Zuccarello. That's thirty six. Eh. Wow. Bang yeah. bang. Yep. Okay. Uh, I got a former Bruin here for you. Okay. Sergey Samsonov. Sergey Samsonov. Oh, this is a good one. I, I, it's, I think there was a seven involved. Was it 47? Uh, no, uh, it was 14. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's, so, that's tough. So what we've gotten here is you, I think, went with active players, and yes. I've pulled them from, like, my next guy, I think you're going to lose it at. Okay, okay. Um, Nate, we're going with a guy, Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet. Uh, is it 33? 23. 23. That, nice, ah. try. nice try. All right, John Elway. John Elway. <laughs> Let me think here. Was he 10? Seven. Oh, We're off by three yeah. every time. <laughs> Listen, man. All right, Nate. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. 10, right? Two. Two? Yeah. Why did I think 10? Damn. Jorge Posada. Jorge Posada. Nine? 20. Oh, man. <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious with all these smokes. Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette. Oh, my God. Okay. Hold on. Oh, my God. I have to know this. I have to think about this for a second. I've, for, I'm so out of baseball mode. I can picture it. Bo Bichette. It's not 33. 11. God. <laughs> Jeez. All right, Ronaldinho. Nine? 10. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, good, clean Canadian fun right Gosh. there. Well, listen, I'll go with another one. Glenn Murray. Glenn Murray. Oh, no. 14. 27. Oh, yeah. I should have known that. Yeah. Isn't there a... Ah, <laughs> that's greasy stuff right there, folks. Look at that. We got a sign Glenn Murray right in the back, and I got it wrong. Oh, no, that's good stuff. Oh. I'll give you one more. All right. Ovechkin. Eight. <laughs> Alex, seven. Alex, I'm 22? 28. Oh, man. Um, uh, Jeff Gordon, NASCAR. Oh, he 23. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I think it is. Or, or is that, that might be Earnhardt. I could pull it up. Was he 24? I don't know. I'm going to look. All right. Jeff Gordon. I like that segment, That's though. That's fun. Um, fun. 
Uh, Jeff Gordon. So let's check this out quick. <clears throat> what number is he? But, oh, he's uh, 24. 24? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, listen, we appreciate you tuning in as always. Uh, we'll be back on Friday for uh, for breaking down the, the past week in sports. And, yep. uh, and listen, continue to watch on our TikToks, uh, our Instagram best bets. We'll be giving out a golf, uh, probably a golf bet each for, for an outright winner. It'll be a condensed field, obviously, all the winners from last season. Yeah. Um, we we'll throwing out our picks for the uh, Survivor Pool style thing, too, for sure. That's right. That'll, definitely. that'll probably be my like guy of the week. For sure. Yeah. So. For sure. Um, but listen, we'll listen, that. we, uh, you know, we always appreciate your support. We've got some fun news coming, some fun, uh, additions to the studio. I mean, it's only about, uh, I would say it's 75%. So, yeah. it, you know, we're really excited, uh, for, for what 2022 is going to bring. And, and listen, as always, we really appreciate you guys listening, uh, and supporting the Daily Intermission channel. Nate, the crazy man.